When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin, a special edition as we continue on with the Deshaun Watson saga. Uh, Daryl, I just – so, I, I, again, as we kind of pick up where we left off in the, in the first segment, so now we're looking at, again, with the process, the le- someone had till – 9 a.m. on Thursday to appeal. The league appealed. And I think when they first put this in, no one ever thought the league would be appealing. It would always be the other side. So now we're questioning whether the NFLPA needs to appeal so that Deshaun might be able to get a temporary injunction uh, to play week one of the season. Otherwise, if they don't, then they are conceding the, the ruling and saying we're looking for an injunction in week seven. So that kind of makes sense, and that was from Mike Florio, and that makes perfect sense uh, from what he's saying there. I, I just, you know, Florio was on our show too, and he said something that really rung with me. If the league office and Roger Goodell, based on knowing what they know, and now the judge has um, doubled down uh, basically on what they know by giving her ruling, that if Roger Goodell wanted an indefinite suspension before and he wants an indefinite suspension today, why in the world would you think he doesn't want an indefinite suspension tomorrow? Like in what world would he not want to do that moving forward with the appeal? And, you know, you hear things all over the place. You're like, well, let's see if he decides he wants to go with this. And now, now we go to court. If, if the court even wants to take it, I mean, the court could look at it and say, you filed this and you've already hired a federal judge to determine your problems. Um, Why are you wasting our time? Go listen to that. But I'm sure they'll find some, federal court that will take the case somewhere. I mean, I, I, they can do it anywhere they want to. So they would file that court. Uh, they would file the papers in, in, in that aspect, but I, I, it's just, it, it just, it, it all feels like this is going down that road. And then I'm trying to think of other, like, uh, you know, you hear dirty laundry. Okay. Well now if this thing goes to court, we're going to hear dirty laundry about the owners. We're going to hear dirty laundry about every player. And that might stop Roger Goodell or the NFL from maybe wanting this thing to go to court and, coming back on this and saying, okay, 
$15 million fine, and we're going to up it to eight games. I, I I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how Roger rules because I just don't – I mean, we're talking about the stiffest penalty in the history of the league right now. Because right now he's sitting in 23 games for conduct. Yeah, right? Well, but he didn't sit. Well, let's be clear. Well, I'm just saying he hasn't played for 23 games. If he gives back 10, if he gives back 10 million, that means he didn't get paid for last year. True? Well, I, I I understand, but she made it very clear in the report. I know last year was not disciplined, so that he does not get credit for time served. So, well, last if year, he would have settled the cases, he would have played in Miami last year. Why? Well, again, I understand, but he didn't. Yeah. And I get it. It, it. it took him until if your aunt well, was your uncle. I know the whole story. I get I mean, it. It took him until the day before this came out for him to, you know, get to 23 of the 24 cases that were that went to, you know, civil court. I mean, remember, it was 25 and the one got dropped because the judge said that the plaintiffs couldn't, you know, could not remain anonymous right. in the filings and had to use their name. So that right. uh, that one accuser just dropped out of it and, and, and there's one accuser left. And I, I, you know, you wonder after the ruling, if the, the, the parties that took the settlement are kicking themselves now. Well, and also remember the Tony Busby announced uh, the lawyer for the plaintiffs announced he was going to hold a press conference on Thursday. Right. To, I think, apply some pressure to the NFL, too, because they still want, I mean, the, the plaintiffs want Deshaun to face severe penalty here from the National Football League beyond just the settlement that they receive, right? Somewhere, the Houston Texans have to be have to serve some kind of punishment for this, too. I mean, they settled with 30 cases, and they supplied the uh, non-disclosures and facilitated uh, areas to have the massages. Well, I mean, I mean, and yeah, they settled. I, they settled. That, yeah, I mean that that is what was alleged in the the lawsuit that Busby filed against them. And yeah, I think they settled that within like two and a half weeks, if my memory serves me correctly. Like, did it, that tarnish the shield? You tell me. Did they tarnish the shield too? And I, and, but, and I think this is part and parcel to why the NFL wants the indefinite suspension. Because the team had to settle 30 lawsuits that got filed against them. One of the 32 entities, remember, the NFL is protecting not only the Shield, Andy, but those 32 entities. We've talked about this in previous podcasts, and I kept mentioning. Right. 30. Houston, Texas 30 the Texans settled with 30, right? Not 30, 30 women. 30. Right. Yeah, 30. I kept mentioning the Texans situation poses an added problem for Deshaun Watson because it put one of the 32 entities of the national football league in legal peril. Okay. And the Texans decided to settle now again, just for legal purposes, have to remind our audience that settlements are not an admission of guilt. Right. And in many, many settlements, that language is included in there. Um, but you know, they, they, they wanted to move on from Deshaun and get this wrapped up in, in their rear view mirror, as quickly as possible. But I do think that the Houston Texans should, in the interest of being fair, should be under the same level of scrutiny as Deshaun Watson. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. 
Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I agree with you on that. I also wonder here, as this moves forward, how many more cases will be filed against other players in the NFL for situations that maybe they shouldn't have been in? Well, here's the other question. Because, I mean... Are we done Are we done with accusations against Deshaun Watson? That's... that I, I, I And again, I'm not... I want to be clear. Like, I'm not asking that... Um, to uh, further criticize him or, you know, pile on him. I'm, I'm asking that legitimately. Like, are there, are there going to be more accusations fought? Because since they traded for him in March, right? I mean, it just was a slow drip, more cases, more cases, more cases, more cases. And then the settlements started coming first. It was, you know, the batch of two, he did, I think 20, I think he did a, a tranche of 20 settlements and then he did those three, leaving the one remaining that is still scheduled to go to court, barring another settlement. Right. And and I think I said this on the previous podcast. I mean this sincerely, just from like a legal perspective. After reading what Sue L. Robinson wrote, like Deshaun made the right decision. Because I know there's people that say, you know, because Deshaun has professed his innocence, said he has done nothing wrong. He feels he's done nothing wrong here. Uh, in this situation, which he's 100% entitled to do. But you had a federal judge basically in the legalese, what, you know, in civil court way, right? It's the, what's the language, preponderance of the evidence, more, more right. likely than not you did this. I believe right. that's the civil, in civil In civil, that's the civil threshold. Right. But that was also the threshold she used here for this proceeding. She used the civil threshold in this proceeding. So that being said, it's good he settled those cases because I think this would have been ammunition in Tony Busby's, you know, pocket there. You know, do we I'm know saying? what time Busby's press conference is? I, I I don't, and I don't even know if he's going to continue. You know, if he's actually going to follow through with that either, hmm. because again, remember there was two lawsuits he was going to add on to the pile. And then all the, and then all of a sudden 20 got settled and we never heard about those two additional lawsuits ever again. So yep. I, I, I don't, I don't know. And I mean, that's, and again, I'm, I'm not criticizing Busby like that is a good lawyer advocating on behalf of his clients to get the desired outcome. Right. Daryl, right, let's get out of the courts here for a second. Let's talk about the Browns and, and what this, <laughs> I mean, I've got a headache. I think everyone I else has you, a headache. I, I feel I mean, like I need to go to night court. <laughs> all right. So let me, let, let, here we go again. We're going to go back around the circle on this one. Hey, kids, Big Ben. Um, Do the Browns need to be looking at Jimmy Garoppolo again and trying to make a play for him? Do they need to start looking for other quarterbacks? Let's bring that up in the next segment. We'll talk about that coming up. Because, you know, now you're looking at another situation where if he does get the indefinite suspension, what are you doing at quarterback? It is always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Thanks for listening. We hope you subscribe if you like what you're listening to. And, of course, you can always join us in the conversation at game day CLE. This is It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Special Deshaun Watson edition, part 50,000. More after this. 